Had a really, 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 really good show today. And I brought us an extra co-host in here to help us anchor this show. Man, this man didn't even believe we were real, man. What? He didn't believe we were real. He didn't believe we were real, man. My cousin, man. (laughs) My cousin did not believe we was real. We got Mr. Marcus in the house. Say something, man. Man, how y'all doing out there at Hot Atlanta? Don't come try to take that. Don't be trying to sound like that. Take no radio job. How y'all doing out there? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that's just how I talk. We from Texas, you know. That's just that southern draw. <laughs> yeah, we got my cousins in the house with me today. Uh, Marcus, we got a big family outing plan for the weekend. And uh, so I said, man, come on, get on the radio with me. I, but he, man, he's like, so it's real radio shows. Like, yeah, you know how you folks are real? <laughs> you mean like really real? It's like, yeah, cause it's really real. Live. Right. You know how family is. You're like, oh, yeah, I got a radio show. Yeah, right, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I want y'all to, uh, uh, we got a show today, a special guest also. Um, that's going to be calling in shortly that I really, really want y'all to make sure that you don't miss. If you ever had a question in your mind about trying to make it through a struggle, we got Mr. Sean that's going to come in, call in today all the way from L.A., all the way from L.A. He owns a fitness called Body Art by Sean, Body Art by Sean. But this man talks about uh, going from, Streets to fitness success, man. He he mm-hmm. got a story. Uh, I, I first heard his podcast before he had he was on the show and he talked about uh, how his life was as uh, as when he was growing up right. to where he is now. Right. Similar to the story that you had told before. Old school is maybe young. This man got an old soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, DJ to, 90, yes, he, he got an old spirit. But uh, this young man, Sean, man, he has such an awesome, an awesome story talking about the street life versus being successful in life. Right, right. And the show, the, listening to him tell his story, I was like, you got to come on the Old Fashioned Health Show and share with us what you share with you know with the rest Definitely. of the podcast. So if y'all, y'all stay tuned, he's going to be calling in shortly. And if you have questions that you want to ask about after listening to him, uh, give us a call at 404-603-8770. 404-603-8770. is the number to call. Now, Marcus, let me tell you how we do this. Yes, sir. All right. Usually on our show, we start our show with the Black National Anthem. And tell them why, brother. And we do that because, you know, now he's a big sports fanatic. He loves LeBron James, but this ain't basketball right <laughs> big now. Big time. But we, this is, uh, you hold, know. Hold, hold on. Do you feel like Carmelo Anthony should get a fair word to us? Just saying. Carmelo needs a fair word okay, to him. Okay, okay. Sure. I just wanted to know that. For sure. <laughs> you, you, you a Carmelo fan, too? I, I like Carmelo. You know, why not? Okay. He, mm. he be hooping. Stephen A. Stephen A. has something different to say though. Man, Stephen A. is tripping. I don't even watch him no more. <laughs> you don't watch Stephen Shannon. A. No more? Skipping Shannon. Skipping Shannon. Shannon on Sharp. Atlanta native. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so we're gonna have some sports talk too. It looks like we we, we got to come back, man. You yes, got to come. He, look, he's Mark is gonna be with us for a whole week. Okay, cool. So next yeah. Thursday, you come back. Thursday, Friday, you hanging here with me and Jerry. Do a little, let you do a little sports talk if you know how to see see what, what your sports game is like. Uh, really? I'm a I'm a guru. Really. I'm a sports guru. That's my cousin, y'all. That's Marcus <laughs> Owens. All right, so listen, if you have any questions, you want to call in and join us today with our special guest, uh, Sean, from all the way from L.A. Uh, he's going to be on air with us today at 10, at, uh, in about five minutes. The number is 404-603-8770, 404-603-8770. So what I was telling you was we always start our show with the Black National Anthem. Okay. And the reason why we do that, you know, we talk about the National Anthem and Taking a knee, but the Black National Anthem is uh, is, is, is for us. It was, it was written uh, by two African American brothers. One was an attorney, and the other one was a poet. 
And so they wrote this, and it was during the slavery time. It was left every voice and sing. So we trying to encourage uh, HBCUs to start playing the Black National Anthem. You know, we take we you know we're a little pissed off about the National Anthem. We know it's not necessarily covering out everybody, right? Uh, at least like they like we hope it should. So we have our own National Anthem. So. That's what we always try That's to do, right. man. That's we always right. try to do. Empowering so I, the chains I, and recognizing the game. Since you family, I won't even ask you, do you know the national anthem? If you black, if you ever heard, don't call you know, I, I, I pride myself on my family knowing this kind of thing. Right? <laughs> of course. All right? I'm a black man's black man. Okay, all right, okay. all right, all right, all right. All right, y'all. This is Alvin, DJ 9D, and Mr. Owen sitting in the house with us today. And we'll be right back.
Classic. Classic. Classics are forever. Being unique and creative is a gift. Represent it well, and respect will be granted. Get your classics apparel today at classicsbrand.com. Classics isn't just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Classics. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out here with DJ 9D and yes, Alvin. Sir. Yes, and our sir. special guest co host here is uh, Mr. Owens, Marcus Owens. Brother yes, Owens. Yes, we got a great show, man. Did our guest just call in, man? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Sean, you on the line? Yeah, Alvin, I'm here, man. Man, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to hear your story. I've been bragging, talking about you, man, for weeks now. <laughs> For weeks now, man. I said, this this brother, if it's anybody got any doubts about uh, against the odds, you got the best story I have ever heard, ever. No, nah, man. Hey, man hey, I'm let, telling let, you. Let me tell you listeners this real quick. This guy, Alvin, man, you know, he doesn't talk a whole lot, but he, he's a humble dude. He's a <laughs> humble dude. He's doing a lot to help the community. Um, he has a vision, which is in play right now. You guys are going to look for You guys should look forward to big things from him. But he's a really humble guy. Well, today is about you. Ain't about me. <laughs> man, Sean, thank you so thank you so much for calling in, man. I told my co-host, uh, uh, Jared, DJ 9D, about you, man. And a lot of the stuff that you told me in your story reminds me of some of the stuff he told me uh, being younger himself. Uh, so, man, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell him a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Oh, man, my, my name is Sean Leverett. I'm a personal fitness instructor and Muay Thai coach here in the beautiful state of California, uh, Los Angeles more specifically. I'm owner and operator of Body Art by Sean, uh, which is a fitness studio located uh, in Koreatown, Los Angeles. And we will be uh, moving shortly to Inglewood, California, where I got my start. Uh, mm. Primarily, that is what I do. That is my trade. That is my field. Wow. So... Tell our listeners, man, I, I had the first thing I think about when I, when I, not the first thing I think about, but one of the things I remember about your story is your birthplace. Oh, man, uh, you mean more specifically? More specifically. The one I always <laughs> say, man, I know you got one parked in your garage. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, when I, I was born in the back of a 1957 Buick. I'm the owner. <laughs> wow. I'm on the uh, medical wow. ramp of uh, L.A. General Hospital downtown, and that, that was uh, that was all my mom. My mom would not give my father would not give my father the satisfaction of being right uh, when he told her it was time to go to the hospital. So she waited a little too long. Uh, they got in the car, rushed to the hospital, and by the time they drove back up to the ramp, uh, I popped out. Had the umbilical cord around my neck. And from what I understand, my father broke it because he thought, you know, um, thought, thought it would kill me. Wow. Man, um, I want the viewers to hear your story, man, about uh, your life living. Um, it was in Compton. Is that where you were living? Watts, man. I grew Watts. up in Watts. In Watts. Watts. First, 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 yeah, first two years of my life, um, we lived in Compton. You know, mm. I, I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, but for the next 19 after that, um, you know, I, I lived in Watts. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's my city, man. Mm. That, that is my home. So when you talk about when, we, when I was listening to your your interview that you did on your podcast, 
and you talked about living the life of uh, living in the life in the area where they had gang violence and things like that. And one of the things I try my best to do is give these kids an option or mm-hmm. give people an option. And the gang, mm-hmm. of course, is just not limited to teenagers because <laughs> you got some adults that's right. still in that life. So, right. but yeah. I want you to share with them how you were able to live in an area, but but make it through. And, and uh, you know what, man? And I, I'll I'll tell this story um, because my, my story is not not uncommon. You know, it's I'm, I'm not any more special. I'm not any more blessed than anybody else. Uh, we grew up in an area where we didn't know any better. Mm. We we didn't know we we didn't know we were growing up poor. We didn't you know recognize the environment being different because we didn't know anything other than than that environment. Mm. Um, and you know I'm I'm. Like I said, I'm 52, I'll be 53. So the culture has changed a whole lot. Mm. Uh, gangs were originally formed not, not not to battle each other over territory or or turf or, or colors or any of those okay. other things that they do now. You know, mm-hmm. even now it's, it's primarily gradu- um, graduated toward uh, money. Well, most of it's money, uh, just bad and ill will feelings. You know, based on history. But you know, the gangs that we grew up with, man, they, they were more like social clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, were, they were more like social clubs. Uh, everybody got along, and actually, we played. If we had an issue with with like another neighborhood or another gang, we played football against, or basketball against, or, or something along that line. I'll throw them and hands it, out. It, it, yeah, because we went to all, we all went to the same schools. Mm. You know, we all went to the same schools, and nobody was shooting each other back then. Right. You may fight, but if you fought, you, you were good the next day. Right. 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 You know, Wow. My brothers went to school with their brothers. My sisters went to school with their sisters. Um, so, so that dynamic for us, man, you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything where we had to uh, filter filter down to the point where you know this is wrong. We didn't know any better. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't know any better. You know? So let me ask you: How how does uh, fitness? Uh, compared to fitness now and then what the kids had back then to do. I'm trying to figure out, it, does the, do you believe that the health and fitness have anything to do with changing the mindsets of the way the kids are acting out uh, now? Oh, sure. 100%. And I'll say, I'll say this. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood, and I'm not exaggerating, and this is not for a sec, but this is real talk. I grew up in a neighborhood where you had churches and you had liquor stores. Mm. Honestly, that is what you had. We we had a patch of grass um, at the end of the, at the end of the block, which was a park, and it had maybe six to eight basketball hoops. That was it. There, there were no uh, social activities. There there was nothing organized unless we did it ourselves. And and the cool part about you know, and I will say this: the cool part about growing up during the time in which I grew up, my brothers and that kind of thing, is that it allowed us to be creative. It allowed us to, to, to interact with right. each other. You know, if, if we wanted to know where our friends were, all we had to do was walk the neighborhood or ride in the neighborhood with our bike. Bikes, yeah. And whichever house had the most bikes in front of it, that's where everybody was. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> wow. It ain't like that no you know? more, though, nah. PlayStation. So, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so with that, man, um, sports kept me, out of, uh, kept me out of a lot of situations. Mm. And, you know, I, I can try and lie and say where, you know, I had this epiphany to do right. Mm. That's not the case. I tried, I tried to go left every time. Every time. And there was always someone or something that, that would push me back on the right track. Right. 
So let me, you know, I've heard people say, uh, talk about, or they believe that if you're in a neighborhood that uh, may be bad, a bad neighborhood, that most people can't come out of that neighborhood for a whole bunch of reasons. They think it's not possible. The success is hard to come out of a neighborhood. Right. Or they think it's just a phenomenal, all of a sudden, you got somebody that used to be in the hood and now certain they're a superstar. But is it is I think it's just as possible as the ones that's not in the neighborhood to be as successful as the one that's in the hood. Exactly. What do you think? You know what? Yeah, I, I, honestly, man, I, I think, you know, if, if you want to talk about, you know, demographics, you know, someone's always going to have a head start. Mm. Someone's always going to have a head start, right. whether that's social, economical, um, educationally, whatever you want to call it. Somebody's always going to have a head start. You know, that just means you got to run a little faster and, tr- and try a little harder, right. um, you know. So with that, you know, sports has, has always been an outlet for me, uh, per se. You know, because if I wasn't playing sports, honestly, I was in trouble. Or I was doing something that could have potentially got me in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I've done all kind of crap that I've gotten away with as a kid. Um, you know, when I look back on it now, and I talk to my brother about this all the time, and I'll replay some of the things that we did as kids. I'm like, man, we were tripping. <laughs> we were tripping because, because we know better. Right. You know, because now we know better. Back then, you didn't know better. You were just going with the flow and just trying to blend in or, right. or, or, or accommodate, you know, your friends or whatever you want to call it. You know, all the things we were trying to do to hustle, you know, you look back on it now, it was all short money. Nobody retires from the drug game. Mm. Well, you nobody, can't convince them, nobody. man. They, they, it's hard to convince them of that. Right. They really they're believe they're trying to. No, 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 yeah, no, no, nobody retires from the drug game. When was the last time you you saw a gangster get 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 like a four hundred one k or a parachute package leaving <laughs> leaving the set? <laughs> Hadn't heard of one. You're right. So if you if you if we have a if you have um, so let me ask you, you, you some of our listeners now uh, may have a kid or a son uh, and and even the girls are into the gang thing. It's not just the guys. Yeah, or. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out what do I do with my son? What do I do with my daughter? They're in this hood. I'm a single parent. I'm doing the best I could do. What kind of advice do you give that parent that has a kid that just seemed to not, that want to keep going left? What do you tell them? It, it, I, I say expose them to what could be. Mm. You, have, you, have to see, you have to see beyond where you are, man. You got to see beyond what you can touch, beyond what you can smell, beyond what you can feel. And that, that has nothing to do with having money to take a trip somewhere. Just, just you know, get get out of the neighborhood. Get out of the neighborhood. Well, we're, we're all the same. You know, we're, we're all the same. We can't. We didn't have a choice coming here. Most of us don't have a choice on how we leave. Sure, that we're all yeah, true. You know, we're, we're all the same. And you know, that's that's what saved me, man. Is is exposure. You know, it, it's exposure. Exposure to to different cultures. I had an opportunity to go hang out with uh, with my big brother. Um, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell the whole story. I'll tell the whole story. I was doing all kind of crap I should not have been doing. Okay. I was doing all kind of crap I should not have been doing. And where we live, we had sheriffs. We had the Firestone uh, Sheriff Station, which is defunct now. That doesn't even exist. None of the cops, with the exception of one, lived anywhere near our neighborhood. Most of them came from the outskirts, from, from primarily white communities. So they had no idea what it was like to, to deal with, you know, young African-American kids or, or some of the dynamics that, that come along with being, you know, a young African-American kid. You know, they, they only knew their experiences and they tried to apply it within our neighborhoods. And, and it didn't work. But we had one sheriff, and it was our Sheriff Carradine, tall bro, man. And he was always on me. 
So every time he'd see me, and I used to have this big brownish red afro, he's like, you know, Red, come here. I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, trying to hang, I'm trying to hang out with my boy. And he'd always take me and take me up to the park. And, you know, he'd keep me, he would keep me. You know, my mom would sign me up, but he would keep me year-round playing sports. He would keep me year-round playing sports. When I wasn't doing something in the neighborhood with my brothers or mm. the neighborhood friends, he had me playing organized sports, which taught me teamwork. Right. Which, which taught me taught me some leadership skills. Uh, which taught me um, to, to to not necessarily look at me, but you know, well, what's what's good for the team, so to speak. You know, mm. what's in the best interest of everybody here? How do we put all this together for this common goal here? And that's that's how that worked for us. Um, I had an opportunity to visit my brother in Okinawa, Japan, mm. and you know, my brother Donald, who's gone now, um, and that exposed me to different people of all races. Because primarily to that, I didn't have any interaction with white people unless it was a teacher at my elementary school. Mm. Um, so with that, uh, I, I was walking around mean much. Can't, can't even lie. I was walking around. I was mad. I was angry. I, I, you know, I, I'm sure because that, that's what I knew. That's what I knew. And, and, and the, um, you know, the military, military buzz would be like laughing at But you had Asian. You had Latino. You had, you had a little bit of everybody. White, mm. black, a little bit of everybody. And they were like, you know, young blood. You know, I'm like, I'm not your blood. Because to me, that was, you know, that, that was that was a mark. Yeah, that was, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I live in a crib neighborhood. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I ain't your blood. You know, <laughs> I can't say what I would normally say. Right. But um, he's like, you know, you need, to, you need to stop all that, man. You got to stop all that. You stop all that anger. And after being there for a while, my brother was like, you know, well, I'm going to put you in Muay Thai. I want, I want to teach you how to start doing Muay Thai. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I need you to get up in the morning. We're going to get up, and I need you to run until you can't see the base anymore. Like that, and Okin- if anybody knows Okinawa, Japan, Okinawa, Japan, the military base is on the beach. Mm. It's on the beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, how am I really going to see these damn parks no more? <laughs> well, how, how far do I have to run? So the thing is, um, I would run, and I would hide off in one of the villages. And by the time I got back, somebody had already dropped dying on me. And this was before cell phones, you know, and that kind of thing. So you got to figure it was just word of mouth getting back. But then again, I was the only black kid running around on the beach. <laughs> so you know you're going to stand out. Yeah, you know, in Japan, only black kid running around on the beach. So finally, uh, you know, little discipline myself a little bit where I just did what he asked me to do. And I would run. I mean, literally, I'd be gone for like five or six hours. Wow. Five or six hours. Then I'd come back. And by the time I came back, I was exhausted. And I did that for a while. And remember one morning he wake he woke me up and he was like, Okay man, well, you know, you're ready, you know, we're gonna start teaching. I forgot that's that was the reason for me doing that. Wow. wow. I, I had been I had been running so long and the thing was it was just me exhausting all these demons and all this right. anger that I had built up. You know? So with that when I mean once my shoulders came down, you know, and I, I, I you know, I, I let myself be transparent with the people around me and the people in the villages and that kind of thing, man. It right. just gave me a whole new perspective on um, people. So, all the same. So what, so when what I came I'm no good, I'm sorry. No, no, I want to because I, I I have a question about this uh the Mai Tai t- what what is this technique yeah. about? But but I wanna hear the rest of the story about uh how, that you were telling us. No, no, I was going to say, man, so by the time I finally laid boots and laid, you know, laid my feet back in L.A., mm. I didn't want to do the things I was doing anymore. Right. And mm. I, I saw my neighbor, I saw my neighborhood differently. Mm. You know, I, I saw my neighborhood differently. You know, we, we had been fighting over crap that didn't, we didn't belong to, that, that, you know, had no love for us. 
concrete that we did not own. Wow. You know, just, I mean, seriously, it, it was it, it was mind-boggling how long I had been in that environment and just realizing it's just, you know, and then I'm, this, this, this is crazy. So you so, fighting for something um, that y'all was fighting for stuff that, that wasn't yours, that didn't belong exactly. to us in the first place. Exactly, exactly. So when I came back and I didn't want to hang out with the bros that I used to hang out with, some of them had issue with that. Yeah, I bet. Some of them, I some bet. of them, yeah, some of them was okay, and some of them did. Some of them had real issue mm-hmm. with that, which taught me, which taught me another lesson as far as friendship. You know, wow. these are the bros, you know, who, who I've been, you know, hanging with, you know, watching their back, me watching theirs, and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, I'm your enemy. Yeah. For real? So you who your real yeah. friends are. Right. Wow. Right. Exactly. So I would either be in the house, man, or I'd be gone. Mm. Um, and my brother my brother went to jail for, for a little bit. My middle brother went to jail. My other brother was still stationed. He was probably still stationed in Okinawa. Mm. All of a sudden, we're fighting, we're fighting against the young gangsters. The brothers that I was hanging out in the neighborhood were like wow. brothers who were considered squares and, you know, schoolboys and the rest of that. So we're fighting against mm. the young gangsters. So in, in the midst of all that... You know, because you are guilty by association, when you are seen doing that kind of thing with a certain group, mm. that doesn't change. That's right. So right. with that, we, we'd be fighting against the bros in our neighborhood while a drive-by is going by. They're shooting at both of them. <laughs> wow. Seriously. I, I can't tell you, man. I, I carry people home with blood on me. But like, that's, that's, there's always been something or someone that's allowed me to, like, you know, and I won't say escape, but just to kind of, kind of pass through the, through through that moment. Yeah. Just kind of pass through that moment. I mean, just unscathed, so to speak, in slow motion. So you've been but, shot but, at. Yeah. So you you've been shot at multiple times. Sound like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been shot at. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. more times, more times than I care to count. Wow. Yeah, more, more, more time, more times than I care to count, man. Lost, uh, lost more than a few friends. You know, I, I, I remember the first time I saw someone shot. I, I remember the, the, the smell of uh, like the high iron content in blood because you had never seen or smelled that much blood before. You know, wow. and and as a kid, as a kid, you don't you don't really have time to process that. Right. And as a kid, you don't know who to go to to have someone explain those things to you where it makes sense, where you can apply it in your daily life. Wow. I, I hope that makes sense, man. But and, yeah, brother, the, the neighborhood was. Um, the, you know, I'm, I'm proud of where I come from. I take nothing away from that. I'm word, proud of where I come from. Word. But I, but I, I would not wish that on, on. And I have two boys. I would not wish that on them at all. Do you uh, bring that? You know, bring try to influence them to just you know create their own business and try to get them away from that street mentality. Or well, well, well my and truth, truthfully, man, my, my sons don't know that side. You know, they, wow. they know what I've exposed them to. You know, I've taken them to the old neighborhood, and I'll tell that story. You know, I'll tell that story, you know, every day. Right. But, um, you know, they, they, they don't they don't know the side of struggle. They yeah. don't. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad. You always want your children to do better than exactly. you. Exactly. Or to not, not, yeah, not have the, uh, the negative experiences that you had, right. even though you didn't know they were negative at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but my boys, you know, they, they don't know that. They, they, they know um, Dad and his history. They've never lived or been a part of any of that. Exactly. And as far as, like, you know, my entrepreneurship, I, I lead by example, and I try and expose them and keep them around what I do all the time. And I keep them on point in what I do. You know, I, I'll, I'll let them know the next stage or the next phase in my evolution as a businessman, as a man, um, 
and most importantly, and I'll say this, just being transparent with your children mm-hmm. goes a long way. Wow, right. Uh, yeah, just, just, I'm sorry, go ahead. We got our, our co-host, we got, we got a special guest, man. I was so excited <laughs> about you calling in today. My cousin flew in today from Texas, and we got a family event we're going to this weekend. So I was telling him about you were going to be on the show today, and I was like, man, you got to sit in on the show. So he has a question for you. This is Marcus. How you doing, brother? How you doing? This is Marcus. Marcus, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. So to piggyback on that with your two boys, my question is, with all the technology, um, I I heard a a saying uh, the other day was saying that we're exposed to more um, technology and we uh, have more information, but we're weaker as a society. So with your boys, uh, with YouTube and stuff like that, raising our kids uh, nowadays, how do you uh, balance, um, um, you said you came from nothing, but when, when we have more, how do you balance that now that we do have, you know, the iPads and the, and the different mm. things and then the fitness and the health and everything? Because, you know, you can access anything on YouTube. They can watch right. whatever mentally, you I know. Agree. So how do, yeah. we, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I, I get that speech all the time, man. You know, you know the, the Internet is one of the best and worst things that, you know, that was created. Because anything you want to have access to information-wise, you have right there. Now, the, on the flip side of that, some of the information is not meant for you. Mm-hmm. You get it? That information mm-hmm. that is given out is not meant for you. Um, you know, I, I make sure that my boys remain balanced, you know, because I, I, I can't control what they do when I'm not with them. Right. But I, I make sure that, you know, the television, I've always made sure, you know, the mom's been on one accord with me, that the television, you know, the Internet will not babysit them. Right. You know, you know, will, will not. And I, I refuse to I refuse to have something like that raise my kids. So with that, you know, you, you got to step up. And a lot of parents are worried about being friends to their children. Mm-hmm. I have never worried about being my child's friend. I love that. It. It, 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 is, yeah, yes. it, it is not my job to be your friend. You know, we will remain close. Your dad loves you more than anything. But I would be doing you a disservice if I let you do this. Or I would be doing you a disservice if I allowed you to be a part of that. You can be mad all day, but I guarantee you, you, you know that it's done out of love. And yes. I, I think we need to step up as parents and just, when they're in the household, when they're in the household, man, we have to filter how much time, in my opinion, how much time and what we give them access to. Mm. What we give them access to. You know, I, I, I know we're tired. I know we're tired, we're working, we're doing our thing, and it's easier to have them spend hours doing something away from us. But, but we don't have the option for that. Mm-hmm. Real talk. They, they, they didn't ask to come here. Right, right. They, they, they didn't ask to come here. So with that, that that's our responsibility. Right. You know, yeah, the things that are wrong, we're not going to change what's on YouTube and Instagram and all the rest of these things. That's not going to change. But you give them the real of it if they ask or if they don't ask. Right. You know, I, I, I talk I talk to young kids all the time, and I've, I've been really in tune with this young group of girls. And I think you heard Alvin, you heard me um, do that last podcast about yeah. that man. And these are girls between the ages of twelve and seventeen who have had things done to them, man, that you could not imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, it's oh shit! <laughs> it, it, it chokes me up every time I think about it. Real talk. It's, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell this example of a young lady. Can't give her name. Won't give her age. Right. Every every month, every month, the last week or ten days, closer to the month, 
her grades in school and her concentration level in school would just go way down every month. Mm. Come to find, come to find out, at the end of every month, her mother was short on rent, so her mother would pimp her out to the neighborhood to make rent. Wow! Oh my God! Oh my Lord! Wow! You'd be like, like, what the fuck? Like, it's just you know, and 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 to try and. To, to try and function in school, to try and function socially with that on your mind, knowing what, come on, man. Yeah. Th- those, those are issues, those are issues that we don't have to deal with, you know? So, so the, the small problems that we have as far as, you know, well, what, what's, what's on television or, or, or what we have the power to control, that's minor compared to these other issues. Right, right. You know? Yeah, so we don't have those. Answer, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, as I said, we don't have those same kind of issues, and that's hard, especially, I mean, male, female kids, either one, but it just seems like it's so hard for female uh, young girls. They struggles are bad, you know, right. and I guess it's relative, just like it is for a, a male kid. Yeah. The, the, the struggles but, are still the same. Alvin, Alvin, Alvin I, I, I'm, you know, I'm cutting you off, man, but we, we don't protect our own like we used to. Nope, we don't. We, we, we don't. We, we, we don't, you know... Ain't no, uh, I, I'll tell my own example. Uh, I'll tell my own example. Uh, my brother and I, uh, we used to have the same kind of car. We used to have this 1974 Mercury Caprice, same color. His was a little different from mine. I went by to see a friend of mine who lived on the street, you know, one way in, one way out, on an alcove. And it's in, it's, in a, it's in a rival neighborhood. So I get out of my car, start walking down the street. I see the bloods that I went to school with and some other gangsters. So they approach me. They're about to pop me. They're going to put some hot ones in because they're saying that's the car that rolled on them last night, meaning that car shot at shot of some of their friends last night. And it wasn't me. It was probably my brother, but it was definitely wasn't me. But wow. they were going to pop me. They, they, they were going to pop me and leave me in the street. Keisha, this girl, Keisha's grandmother stepped out of the gate, told them to leave me alone, and they gave me a pass. Wow. That would never that would never happen today. They popped me and they popped her for being a witness. So you almost got shot because of something your brother did because y'all had the same type of car. Well, yeah, you, you're guilty by association in the game, man. Yeah. In the game, you're guilty by association. You know, if, if I see you hanging out with people that I hate, mm-hmm. seriously, if I see you hanging out with people that I hate for whatever reason, you are a part of what I hate. You, you, you kind of mesh and blend into to that whole thing of what, what I'm angry at. And I, I understand it. Yeah. I understand it. But, but we, we do not protect our own. You know, we, we do not spend the right kind of time with our children, in, in my opinion, as a whole. You have, you have a lot of good moms and a lot of good dads out there and a lot of people just doing good, trying to influence and impact the lives of youngsters. But there are some who can do better and just do not. Just, you're right. Man. So, so, so yeah. listen. Uh, so I, I got two questions I want uh, that I want you to prepare for. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, just a second. Can you still hang on the line with us? Oh, no, yeah, I'm with you, man. You okay. Uh, so the question I want to ask you when we come back, I want to know what do you feel like uh, with in the prison system, you got young brothers eventually uh, that are coming out of the prison system for, uh, for crimes they may have committed, but they've gotten acclimated to the gang life because that's what they had to do to survive. But I'm wondering, right. what do you tell them they get out now to make them understand you were in prison at that point, now you're out. What do you tell a young man uh, then? So, okay, now this is the way you need to think. How, what do you say to them? So I really want to hear what you say. I guess it's ch- you're trying to reform them when, once they get out. But if you've been in prison yeah. 
and you pick the game to be in because you're trying to survive, once you get out, what do you tell that kid, that man, that woman, how to acclimate themselves to society? Because you've seen both sides, but except for you didn't have to go in on the inside. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I want to know what you, what your thoughts are about that. And then I want you to combine how much health and fitness really impacts the mental state of a person's mind. I got you. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Thank you for holding on. Hold on to us and we'll be right back. All right. Classics are forever. Being unique and creative is a gift. Represent it well, and respect will be granted. Get your classics apparel today at classicsbrand.com. Classics isn't just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Classics. Right, y'all welcome back to the old-fashioned health show we have mr sean on the line with us man i'm so happy to, that you're here trying to share your side of uh what life is like and what life can be man thank you so much for holding on and and giving us the opportunity to to hear your voice yeah appreciate the opportunity again man uh, so I had two two questions for you. I put your little homework assignment while you took a little break there for a minute and let you get a little water because right. I know you're all about the health and fitness. <laughs> so the, the question I asked was, I'm going to leave your health and fitness for the last part of the question, but the mm-hmm. question I asked was, you know, with the um, with the prison system, 
you got uh, young men getting out of prison uh, pretty rapidly now because of that, the new law that's been put in place that uh, maybe they, they cut the sentence and stuff like that. But yeah. in prison, a lot of times uh, they end up joining some type of gang affiliation for survival reasons right. or whatever. What do you tell a young man that's getting out about how the world and how to handle the world now because they got that mindset of a gang. This is the gang that took me in and took care of me. What do you tell them when you, when, if you run into them? You know what, man? I mean, I, I have family who, who are still in that life and who, you know, been in that part and transitioned out of it. And that is still one of the most complicated questions you could ever ask anybody. And that's primarily based on conditioning and repetition. Um, you know, if, if you were in that life and you've been a part of that life for so long, you don't know anything. That's why the majority of the people who come out of prison go right back, mm. because that's the only life they know. Mm-hmm. And as we know, change is uncomfortable. Doing things differently is uncomfortable. You know, my, my, my pops, my pops, my pops was a gangster. You know, my pops ran gambling houses. My pops was a gangster. Not, not the kind of gangs you have now. But, you know, I'm, well, we're talking like, you know, like Frank Williams type stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pops was an enforcer for, you know, for uh, Sons of Watt. Uh, when he, when my oldest brother was born, Pops was in jail. So mm-hmm. my mom, and even my mom would tell you, you know, he came out differently. He came out hard. Um, and and he, he never kind of, he never really adjusted that, you know, to, 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 to that side as far as um, acclimating himself to people. You know, Pop, Pops, he, did, he didn't really like people. You know, he knew how to protect himself. He knew how to protect family. And he knew how to uh, to kind of uh, immense himself in an environment that, that wasn't conducive to just, like, regular folks. So, you know, Pops, was, he, he was a really hard man. Hmm. Um, you know, but I, I look at, you know, my brother. I look at my middle brother. And if you met him now, you wouldn't know that side of him. You wouldn't know, you know, that, that he's been in and out of jail. You wouldn't, unless he told you. So, you know, I, I think a lot of that depends on the individual. Okay. Uh, a lot of it has to do with exposure. You know, I, I, I'll use my brother-in-law as an example. My brother-in-law runs We Care Outreach here in the city of Los Angeles. Okay. And, you know, it, 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 it's an organization that reforms criminals and gangsters. And that, that's who does. You know, he gives them responsibility to things other than themselves. So we'll have them police the high schools after school and that kind of thing because they know the mm. kids in that neighborhood. Yeah, I like that. What's the name of the organization? We Care. We care. It's okay. called We Care. We okay. Care Outreach. Okay. Um, and, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing great things, man. Um, and, you know, Mike Michael is, is a reformed, you know, knucklehead, much like myself, and the same thing. But, Michael, you know, Mike, Michael's been to D.C. to talk to Congress. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so just, just because that's where you... You know, you are doesn't mean that's where you have to stay, so right. to speak. And there, there, there are plenty of examples out there. There are plenty of examples out there. You know, I, I, I was not a hardcore gangster, nor do I try to be. I wanted to be. <laughs> you tried hard, <laughs> didn't you? You really tried hard, didn't you? <laughs> that, that was my goal because that's all I knew. Right. You know, but, um, you know, by God's grace, there's always, he always had his hand on me, and there's always something bigger and different for me. That, that right. leads into that party. Of fitness that we we're talking about mm-hmm. but as far as people coming out man um you know if you want different you have to hang around different mm-hmm. if you want it, it takes some discipline it takes a lot of work it yes. is not easy yes it, yes it is it is not easy and you got to be real with that going in and expecting that right. you know this right here is going to take some sleepless nights 
it's going to take me saying no to a lot of things that are easy for me to say yes to or have been easy for me to say yes to in the past. Yeah. This is going to take some isolation of me being by myself. Mm. By myself. For however long this takes. For however long this takes. And I, you know, I'm a firm believer also that if you're doing things within your purpose, doors will open whether you want them to or not. They surely will. Man, you're so right yeah. about that. <laughs> right about yeah. that. Yeah. So, so now the 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 uh, second half of my question, and by the way, there's another third question that wraps up into business. Uh, how do you, as a, as a professional fitness person, and this other, what's the name of it? Is is uh, you do personal training? What's the other? Uh, is it my Muay Thai? Muay Thai. Oh, it's kickboxing. It's a form of kickboxing. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, what's the, Muay Thai, man. I, I started taking up Muay Thai with my brother, and it was a way of me uh, channeling my aggression. I, I, I used to fight all the time. You know, I, I'm not saying I won every fight, but I, I was I was an angry kid. Um, and I mean, I still have the scars on my, you know, my face and my lips and my, my back of my head and that kind of stuff to show some of the things. But I was an angry kid. Um, and that allowed me to, to channel that, you know, being around water helps, help me also because it's a tranquil kind of just serene environment, mm-hmm. but hitting things really hard, hitting things really hard often mm-hmm. to the point of exhaustion mm-hmm. was therapy for me. Mm. To the point of exhaustion, that was right. therapy for me. I mean, literally, I, I, I'd be in tears, but nobody would know because I was sweating so much. Mm. Wow! It, it, it was it, it was it was a release for me. So Muay Thai is, uh, is you know, and, and that's still that outlet for me today. And I'll still hit things hard, you know, when I get frustrated or when I want to work some things out. Uh-huh. And I have clients clients who do the same thing when they're mad. They have things going on at work or outside. But let's put the bag and I'll put, put the bag to you. Put the gloves right. on. We'll wrap up. Just hit some stuff. Kick some stuff. And by the time they leave, they may not have the answer to what's going on, but they feel better. Mm-hmm. They feel better. You know, releases, endorphins, you know, adrenaline rush, all those good things, man. And, you know, that, that goes along with the line of fitness and everything else. Uh, wow. When I was talking about my brother having me run, like I said, I would run to the point of exhaustion. Physi- wow. Physically, I didn't have anything left. By the time I got done, when I got to my mark, I didn't have anything left. I, I still had my thoughts, and I still, you know, I, I still had to deal with my thoughts and what was eating me in my head. But as far as my body, I was exhausted, and it taught me my own limitations. Wow. Now, here's my, my, my part B to part A of the question. You, you're self-employed now. How long have you been working for yourself? Uh, uh, 28 years. Okay, so here's my question for entrepreneurs want to be a, pe- a person that want to be an entrepreneur. What do you say to anyone out there that's listening that A, wants to start a business, B, in business, B, don't have any money to start a business, <laughs> but they want to be in business, and C, uh-huh. don't have the credit resources to start a business, but they still want to start a business? What do you think? Uh-huh. It, it, I, I think a lot of that depends on what you want to do. Okay. Um, I, I do I do firmly believe that if you are living in your purpose, once again, if you're not chasing the dollar, if, if you're living in your purpose and not chasing the dollar, those rewards that you want financially mm-hmm. will find you. And depending on what you want to do, you know, if I was if I was a young cat and I love cooking and I want to open a bakery, mm-hmm. and, and you know I, I don't have the credit or financial resources for that. 
part in your kitchen. Mm. That's that's what that's what my sister did, and then her stuff is, is her stuff is, is I mean, man, uh, Mrs. C's sweet. So let me go ahead and plug her real quick. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> did you say Mrs. C's? What's the name of it? Mrs. Mrs. C's sweet. You're not talking Mrs. about the Mrs. C's, C's with the candy. Did you guys go to her Instagram page, man? Her stuff is so good. So, so wait a minute. Is that the Mrs. C's that the, the candy place, the sweet that they have in California? No, 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 not 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 that one. This 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 one this one is black one. Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. All right, I knew it was one of them because I, I know they have a C's candy that's real popular out there in right, California. No, 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 not not that one. This one's black on, but Mrs. C's sweet. And and you know, just real talk. Sign up for the longest time, you know. And I'm not saying anything bad about it, but you know, my sister couldn't boil water. You know, my, my her, her husband, you know, he used to talk about her all the time. And I said, like, man, I can't get her to cook a meal. I can't get her to do this. But she found her calling in what she did or what she started doing. And she started in her kitchen. Wow. You have to start where you are. You cannot start where you're trying to go. You can't start where you want to be. You have to start where you are. And if you, if you give enough information or the right amount of information to the right people, mm. and that, that, takes some, uh, that, that takes some balance also... People will help you. Right. you you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of no's. You're gonna get a lot of bad information, and people shut the doors in your face. But when you talk to the right people, those doors will open. I have built and rebuilt my own business several times, and I've messed up my own business several times. You know, trial and error. And I will I will say this: um, if, if you can find a team, you know, knowing what I know now, if I knew then what I know now. I would have surrounded myself with more people to help me. Mm. And depending on what your strengths are, you know, my, my strength is training. You know, I, I can train and motivate and, 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 and that kind of thing all day. The business aspect of what I do, I have not always been the best at. I, I can't even lie about that. I've, I've wasted a lot of money on, on, on things in which I should not have wasted money on. And I wouldn't do those things now. I, I'll get advice and then call a person in a minute if I'm not sure. Wow. So, so now, and, and I, I was talking to um, someone today about business. And I guess one of the things I also think that business helps is, is patience is, is the big thing. Oh, absolutely. And don't be too absolutely. anxious to do, don't be anxious to do anything. Uh, especially when it yes. comes to business, you know, we in a hurry to get it done right away. And sometimes we walk yeah. into deals that we kind of should just sit back and wait on for a little while. But when, <laughs> but when you do make that mistake and you're like, God, I lost a lot in that. You have to keep. Mm-hmm. You kind of got to shake yourself off and keep going. Yeah, and then that's that's real talk. Also, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a firm believer. Whatever price, whatever price you have to pay, you know, to to, to, to see something for what it actually is, or to learn something about a situation, it, it's a small price. Whether that be financially, time wise, emotionally, and that, you know, whatever you invest in, like that. At, at this age, I'm, I'm extremely patient. I can't say that at the age when I was. 23, 24. I can't say that when I first started this business. When I first started doing what I did, I used to drive, and those who are familiar with California, I used to drive from Inglewood, California, to the Hollywood Hills to train my clients for $15 an hour and in an older Jeep Cherokee. Wow. I was losing money. I was losing money. And I had more clients than anybody. But I was losing money. Every month I was in a negative. Every month, and it took one um, one person that I had up in the hills to you know to kind of get shot. You know, you're not charging enough. 
you you have you have to calculate gas. You have to calculate your time your time to get here, the time it takes you to get here and get home. That's an extra two sessions. Wow. wow. So, so and just you know just just that kind of information and somebody reaching out to help you. Now she could have just kept taking my money the way yep. she was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you know yeah, she thought enough of me and the way I did business because I did it the right way according to her where she needed to give me this information. Wow. So yeah, I, I was blessed in that sense, man. But yeah, patience is you know something you need to have. And I say don't don't chase the dollar. The money will be there. The rewards will be there. Focus on your vision. Plan out your vision and work your vision. You know, you, you can't go day to day where I'm just showing up. I'm just showing up. I'm right. just, nah. And, and if somebody's telling you that, they're doing you a disservice. <laughs> and you know. You better, you better plan. Yeah, you better plan your next step. If you, Whatever job you're at, you better plan your next step. Because so, when it comes time for them to fire you, they're not going to give you a two-week they note. They sure not. No. So listen, Mar- Marcus has one more question for you. And then when we come back to that, I want you to give him your website, information, uh, Instagram, and how to reach you. So Marcus has a, has a question for you. Yeah, and so what you said right there resonates with me, I mean, tremendously. Because I feel like black people especially, we sometimes, when you say black-owned business, we don't charge like how other people charge. And so we um, will, just let's just say a burger, we'll make ours $2 cheaper because, you know, we black owned. Right. Where, mm. Whereas the other businesses, you know, they, you're going to go there and you're going to pay that full price and, and it, you don't question it. So my right. thing is, my thing is, is how do you get over that as far as us? How do we get over that hump honestly, and saying we're working? I, honestly, I am. Yeah, I, I had this conversation with my son recently. I, I will pay more for the service. Honestly, I, when I when when you pay, you know, most of the time you're paying exactly for the product, mm. but most of the time you are paying for the service because the service most of the time is consistent in those places that you go to. Okay. Does, does that? I, I hope that makes sense. And I'm real talk. Um, it, it does. There, it there's, does. There, there, there's there's a there's a neighborhood burger spot. Um, in not in my old neighborhood, but in my son's neighborhood now, um, and the, the service, so, the quality of service has gone down. So Sean, with that, the number of people. I'm sorry. Hold, hold I on. Was, I, no, I'm the only route, the only route, I'm cutting you out because my, my show is about to end, and I got to get your information so people can reach out to you. He's gonna be back on the air again because I'm begging him to come back. But Sean, give him your address <laughs> and everything so they can so they can uh, oh, be able to yeah, reach you. Yeah, but no, no problem, man. You know I can you know I can be a little long winded. No, um, that's okay. My, my company's name is Body Art by Sean. That's B O D Y A R T B Y, and that's Sean S H A U N dot com. Uh, my Instagram, my Instagram is Body Art by Sean. If you guys have questions, comments, anything. Um, in anything you want to know about fitness, health, things that we're doing, it's always found on my Instagram. Um, and I, I appreciate the opportunity album to be here, man. You know that, bro. I, I appreciate do appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, bro. We really appreciate you all listening to us. Sean will be back because I'm going to beg him to come back on the air with us again. Thank you so much for listening to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. And I know. Thanks for stopping by Old Fashioned Health with your host, Alvin. We hope this show has been informative and entertaining. And more importantly, we hope that we led you in the right direction to have good health inside and out. 
For more information on Old Fashioned Health, please visit our website at oldfashionedhealth.com. And be sure to join Alvin Monday through Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. for Old Fashioned Health right here on 1100 a.m. Take care.